Today's scripture reading is from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the seventh to the thirteenth verse. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our systematic study of the letter of Ephesians. Last time we explored the fourth to the six verses of the fourth chapter Paul, after, as we shared last time, Paul, after three chapters of making the case, really laying out in lawyer-like fashion, making the case of who we are, uh, whose we are, offering two prayers on their behalf, and and explaining that his present condition is a result of uh, their good, for their good, and is part of God's perfect plan, he asked the church, to maintain the unity of the body of Christ that was established from the very beginning of creation and made possible for us to live out through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, After Jesus came to earth, he lived, he died, and he rose again. And we are now endowed, filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And that creates Unity, it's, it's, it's the same blood that runs, that courses through all of our, our veins. As uh, Paul writes, uh, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. Body, physical, spirit, pneuma, called, not a, as we shared last time, not a, not a general call, but a specific invitation. I'm inviting you. I, I, I am calling you, I am summoning you, as, as we shared last time. It's not a, it, and it's not a hope when he says uh, uh, one body, one spirit. You are called to one hope, not a hope that is, we like to hope if you buy a lottery ticket, I'm not suggesting it, but uh, when you do, uh, that you hope you win. Chances are you're not going to win. I know, somebody's got to win. It won't be you, trust me. It's, it's, it's not going to be you. It'll be someone at some liquor store in, in Temecula, and they're, they're going to win it, and you won't. But, but it's not that kind of hope. It's a hope that's based on assurance. It's a hope that, 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 that is based on relationship. It's a hope that's based on knowledge. I, you, know, I, you know, I hope Gail uh, loves me, uh, but it's not a hope like, well, I hope she loves me. No, 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 I hope she loves me. But it, it, why, why do I, why, why, well, why wouldn't you just express it as a, as a matter of fact? Because she's a grown woman. She can choose or not choose. But the chances are she will love me and act in a loving way. Why? Because I have a relationship with her and I know, I know how she behaves. <laughs> and that cuts both ways. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Uh, uh, so, uh, but it's an expectation with foundation. So Paul reinforces appeal for unity by stating, just as Jesus said, 
I and my Father are one, and we are made one through and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And Paul concludes uh, uh, his thought with one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So what's the takeaway? The takeaway is there's no aspect of our life that is out, out of bounds for Christ. There is no part of our life that's out of bounds for Christ. No part, no part. Well, this is how I behave on the job. You know, you got to have your game face on your job, particularly those of you in law enforcement. I mean, we like to hide behind that. And it's just like, you can't. I mean, ultimately, who you are is who you are. I so appreciate my son. And he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a police officer. And he says, it seems like a lot of times he observes other officers uh, behaving who they are, using the badge as an opportunity to inflict drama or pain on someone. It's, it's like, but if you are who you are, it's like, I don't, need, I don't need either the shield or a gun or anything else to project who I am. Who I am is going to come forth. Well, if I just get the opportunity, if God just blesses me with a few bucks, well, if God blesses me with a right, right relationship, if God just blesses me, no, 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 no. Who you are is who you are today. Don't look for, well, if this happens, then I can do that. No, no. Uh, there is no aspect that's out of bounds with our lives. And as, as God indwells and has full reign in our lives, then we are able to, to reflect that perfect light. Then we don't, we don't have, well, again I, again, I hope I behaved well at my job because you know, I've invited people to come worship with me. And if they see a different person on my job than they do here, then it's like I'm going to have a tough time reconciling that. See, and that's, I, I, I'm, I firmly believe that's a lot of times why we don't uh, extend invitations to others. You're a Christian? <laughs> I never would have guessed. <laughs> I never, I, boy, that's a surprise. Uh, you know, well, anyway, that's another sermon another day. Um, what's in us, or rather who is in us, will ultimately re be revealed sooner rather than later. But we are one in him. So today we want to begin our, our, our study uh, at verse 7. All of that was just a, a recap. Verse 7 of uh, Ephesians chapter 4 reads, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So, again, but that conjunctive thing, you know, it's like after all of that plea for unity, but we're all one, we're all big, one big happy family, but each one of us, to each one of us, grace has been given, has been given as Christ apportioned it. He doesn't start with an and, but with a but. What I said stands, and it's true. Unity, one in Christ, one in him. But just like God has numbered the number of hairs on our head, he knows you through and through. He knows you very, very intimately and very well. He, there is no aspect of our life that's out of bounds or not known by God. So it, only, it would only reason that if he knows me, if I know Gail, if I know her, why would I prepare uh, an eight-ounce steak and give it to her when she doesn't like steaks? If, if you know someone, 
you, will, you, you, you cater to that person in a way that reflects the knowledge of that person. God knows you. So he's going to extend to you grace that's for you, you, and only you. See, what we like to do, too often what we like to do is, I kind of like what that grace is, that grace is rolling over there. I want some of that. Throw some of that grace on me. You know, I just, it's like, no, no. See, God has apportioned the right amount of grace to you to do something with. We'll get to that in a minute. How is this possible? Uh, it, it just, he, goes on, he, he goes on to explain how is this possible. Grace is specific. It's given. It's not earned. And grace is given for application, not consumption. So he continues on in verse 8. He says, this is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Paul is borrowing for you Bible scholars. Paul is borrowing from Psalm 68, 18, but with a twist. He's taking Psalm 68, verse 18, and, and, and twisting it to make a point, not, 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 not messing with it in a negative way, but what that psalm is, it's, it's a psalm of victory. If you read, and I encourage you to read Psalm 68, it's a psalm of victory. It's a psalm of praise. It's a psalm of, of uh, uh, the psalmist praising God for being uh, the biggest, the baddest, the most wonderful, the just, you're all that in a bag of chips. You're, you're, you're it. You're the conqueror. You, 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 you deal with the enemies. You, you help the, the weak. You, you do what needs to be done. Don't we all want justice? Don't we all want, uh, you know, you want a square deal. You, you always want, you, you want wrong to be dealt with. You want right to be elevated. You want all of that. And so that's what this psalm is saying. But we're in the 18th verse of the psalm. Uh, the, the writer writes that God received gifts from the people like a victor. Uh, he writes here that the conqueror gives gifts to the people. Still the conqueror, but instead of the psalmist saying, God, you, you've, you've, you've defeated all the foes, and like you do in war, you collect all the spoils of war, you get a little gold here, you get a little chariot there, you get this, that, and that. And, and now, now, now Paul has turned it on his head, and it's like, you're still the conqueror. But this grace thing, you, you've gotten all of these gifts. You're the conqueror, and now you're distributing it to everybody. And he explains what he means in the, in the subsequent verse. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all heavens in order to fill the whole universe. God, in the person of Jesus Christ, left heaven, lowered himself beneath the state of angels, uh, lived, died, rose again. And when he rose again, he said, I've got all power. I've got all power. I, I, I got, I, I've conquered death. I, I, I've conquered sin. There, the, I've got all power. He didn't do it because he didn't have anything else to do. Remember what he said, we studied earlier in the second chapter of, verse, uh, second chapter of Ephesians, verse 7. He did it to fill the whole universe with the knowledge of who he is. The reason why all of this, all of what? All of this, all of what? All of life, all of death, all of happy, all of sad, all of creation, all, all of this 
all of this is so ultimately we will have a knowledge of how wonderful God is. Why am I going through this? Ultimately for God's praise. That is, the, all of this, now let me put a caveat on, this is provided you're in him. See, if you're in him, all things work together for our good. Ultimately, everything will work out in such a way that God will be glorified. And we don't like to say it, but even in our physical destruction, he will be glorified. Even in our, in our poverty, he will be glorified. Oh, God don't like Paul. It's like, well, <laughs> explain that to the first century Christians, the ones right out of the box. I know, you, but, but, but see, but, in, but here in the United States, I mean, we, 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 we have a tough time reconciling that. We equate relationship with God with physical well-being. We relate a good relationship with God with wealth. With, with, with no bills. We relate a good relationship with God with the kids obey me. There ain't no drama at home. The kids aren't, aren't off doing things they shouldn't be doing and nothing. And then, when you don't, and then when you don't experience that firsthand, then you wonder and it's like, I must be doing something wrong. Because everything I read, everything I see said, okay, you should be behaving a certain, these things should be falling your way. You shouldn't have any bills. You should have cars that work. You should have cars. You should have a house, not an apartment, a house. You should, you should have a vacation home. You should have all of these things. And when you don't have it, I must be doing something wrong. I guess I need to pray harder, believe a little more, or send off some offering to somebody to uh, get to receive some blessed something or other back at me. So it'll, it'll be a, a sign or a token. See, we want to believe what we want to believe. But oh, we've got to recognize that God... <laughs> God didn't create us because he didn't have anything else to do. He wants to, he wants to showcase, to evidence who he is. I, you know, it's, I don't know. I can't even put myself in that position. But ultimately, if I'm God and I speak stuff into existence, I just all, there was no beginning to me. There's no end to me. Ultimately, I want some company. First of all, I want some company. And then ultimately, with the company, I want my company to really, if, when you're hospitable with somebody at your house, don't you offer them, even if there are little gnats flying around, don't you offer them a, don't you offer them a little bit of drink? Yeah. Don't, you, don't, you, don't you open it? You, you're, you're hospitable. You, 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 it's like you show love. Either that or you're a poor host. Don't, you know, but, 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 but how much more so with God? I created you. I love you. Now, I want to show you how much I love you. Well, God, can you show me a different way? It's like, well, just, 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 trust, just trust me. Just, just trust me. I got this. I, I got this. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite seeing how this is all working out. That's why it's called faith. See? Because if you could see it, where there's no faith. There's no trust. There's, no, there's just, oh, I got this. And then you'll start to believe before too long. I know me. It's like, God didn't have much to do with this when I did this, you know. I did this all, I got this. I went to school. I did, I pulled all, all nighters. I, I denied gratification. I did all, and we start, it's like, well, yeah, but a lot of people have done that, and they're still not blessed. And there are a lot of people that didn't do that. They seem to be rolling in money. So there's got to be other things going on there. He did it to fill the whole universe with a knowledge of who he is, to let everyone know just how vast, how wonderful 
his grace is expressed to us in Christ Jesus. But here's the thing. This, this, you know, it's like there's, there's a catch, right? Yeah, there's a catch. What's the catch? Grace has an obligation. Grace has an obligation. Grace has an obligation. It's not simply something received and consumed, you know, kind of like sunscreen for hell. You know, it's just like, okay, you know, I've got grace, so uh, let, me, uh, let me put a little sunscreen on because hell's really hot. And, uh, you know, I need, I, need, I need to be sure I'm protected from that. That's not what grace is all about. Grace is to be applied. And how do we know this? Well, I'm glad Paul, uh, he, uh, it's not anything I'm making up. Verse 11, so Christ himself gave the apostles. God has given us grace in direct proportion to who you are. God has given us grace in direct proportion to who you are. And he goes off parenthetically to talk about, (laughs) that's why he did all the things he did. That's why he conquered. That's why he is who he is. So, so, transition, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Again, here. Three points that Paul is making. Grace is specific. Grace is specific. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Two, grace is given. It's not earned. You don't earn grace. Grace is given. Whatever you've heard, whatever you've learned, unlearn that. If you think that somehow along the line... I've earned God's favor. He owes me. No, 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 no. Grace is given. And third, grace has been given for a purpose. It's been given to be used and not to be warehoused, to be tucked away uh, uh, someplace, uh, hidden under, uh, uh, under a bushel. What's it to be used for? To equip his people for works of service. That's, I know, I, you were just saying, it's like, boy, I thought, wait a minute, I'm, I thought this Christian thing was kind of like Christmas Day, you know? Your Christmas Day, you just get stuff, you know? And you're ripping off the packages, and you're just, okay, I got this, oh, that's, that's wonderful. Let me rip this one off, and I get this. And it's just like, no, no. I've given you a gift, and it's tantamount to saying, boy, this is a wonderful gift. Boy, this is pretty. This, I really appreciate this. You can have it. That's, see, that's what grace is. See, see, I've been given something so I can give it to someone else. To do it for something else. See, the purpose of grace is to prepare, is to prepare Christ's followers to build up, to construct, to edify. What? The body of Christ. To what end? so that they will in turn build up other Christ followers. 
what in the world are you talking about, Pastor Meeks? So I've been given grace that's specific to me. I know it's from Christ. He's bad and all of that. I, I get that. He's, he's, and, and, and he's given certain tasks. It's just, you know, apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers, uh, pianists, uh, uh, singers, uh, teachers, uh, pastors. What I, I've, I've been given all of these things. I, I, uh, and you're saying that I've been given these things, these, this grace, to give to someone else. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that we are, so, so what's the point? We're not just saved, but we're saved to serve. The point is not just, to, just salvation. As I, as I, as I continue to, to, to suggest to you all, if salvation were the only objective that God had in mind, surely you would agree that there's a much more efficient uh, means to that end. Oh, well, I just want to save the world. So you're born, uh, Christ died, you confess, okay, uh, jet you up to heaven. Next, and it's just a constant stream, constant stream. No, no, no. God has put us on this earth. It's giving you grace, giving you opportunity, giving you, uh, as as we were sharing earlier, that that, that nexus, that convergence of, of, of grace with need. Grace with opportunity. Uh, that's why the writer says, how, how indeed does the love of God dwell in you? When you see your brother in need, you see your sister in need, and the best you can do is, uh, I'll be praying for you, be warm and filled. How dwells the love of God in you? Well, I don't want to create un, unreasonable expectations and this and that, that, that. That's not your job. See. Your job is to respond to the unction of the Holy Spirit as opportunity comes across your path. Does that mean you respond to every need? Absolutely not. But that, needs, that means in every opportunity that comes up, as the one gentleman said to me, uh, I have to be able to answer. If it's not my day today, when is my day? You say it's not today. Then when is the day? You tell me. I don't know. See, the world is asking, when is the day? When is the day? When, is, when, when do we respond in a way that's not consumptive, but it is a reflective? God, you've blessed me with this. That's why I love Gail so much. You know, she, she, she coined this phrase, at least first time I had heard it, being a reservoir or a stream. See, as, as God has blessed us, you can, either be, you can either behave in a way that's reservoir-like, you know, where they have a little dam and the, the stuff accumulates and you build bigger barns and all that. Or you can have a lifestyle that's more like a stream. Something comes in, something goes out. Something comes in, something goes out. Boy, oh boy, your bank account looks pretty slim. I don't know, but my bills keep getting paid and I'm able to bless other people. I, I, I don't know how it works, but it works. But I think you should, you should tuck away a little bit more, you know? Maybe you should. I choose not to. I trust him. I, I, I trust him. I've never, not, <laughs> I haven't missed a meal. Don't say anything. Don't. Don't even go there. (laughs) We're not only saved, but we're saved to serve. That's the bottom line. We are saved to serve. Yes, you are your sister and brother's keeper. And God uses us, flawed yet saved, built up followers to communicate a perfect gospel message to other flawed people. Uh, Boy, oh boy. How long are we supposed to do this? Well, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, 
attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It's going to be a very long time until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Wow. Notice the linkage between unity and our faith with knowing God. The link between the unity of our faith with knowing God, but not simply a superficial ascent. Yeah, I know God, but no, I know him. I, like I know Gail. You guys know Gail, but I know Gail. I, I, I know her. I know the things that, that really bother her, whereas she may pretend uh, or, or not let on. Uh, but no, no, I know her. So that's what he's talking that, that until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge, that deep knowledge that leads to understanding. See, so working backward, a lack of maturity is rooted in not having complete knowledge of who he is, which means that unity, oneness, is not just hard, but it's impossible. If we don't know who he is, if we are immature, we'll never aspire to know who he is. If we are, if we are babies in Christ, if we, if we, you know, it's like, you know, I know, I know God, yeah, and that's good enough for me. And then when the rubber hits the world road or life happens and then all hell breaks loose, then it's just like, whoa, save me, save me, save me. It's like, but there's, there's nothing rooted there that anchors you through those storms because you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know who to place your trust in. That's why when they, Jesus told the disciples, come on, get in the boat. We're going on the other side. The one that speaks things into existence. He said that. But then a storm comes along. Jesus goes down. It's like, okay, we'll be on the other side in a few minutes. Good time for a nap. I'm going to take a blow. Then all hell breaks loose. Ship starts tossing and turning. The, the, the disciples is like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And he goes waking up Jesus out of a good deep REM sleep. And he's like, master, don't you care? We're all going down. Listen. You don't know me, do you? You really don't know me because I just said we're going to the other side. And even if you knew me, the fact that you're, even if you didn't know me that, or you didn't even listen to me that way, if you really knew me, then you know, you are the son of God, right? Okay, so wherever you go, even if it's not on this earth, I want to be with you. I'm, as a matter of fact, if we're going down, I'm holding on to your robe. We're going down together. I'm going to be with you, see, but that's a lack of maturity. Not too much changes 2,000 years later. Not, not, not too much. So, so let, let, me, let me close. But when it all comes together, we, the body of Christ, we reach the whole, the full measure of fullness in him. Sound familiar? It should, because Paul includes a similar discussion in his letter to the church at Rome. He said, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. At the same time that he writes about our present condition, present condition, present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. It's your reasonable service. You should, that's, that's the least you can do for someone who created and saved you. But then he goes on. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. 
If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it, do it cheerfully. Present your body a living sacrifice. You've been given grace. Now work it out. Work it out. Oh, I am so tired. You know, I've got five days. I'm just really getting, I understand that. I, you know, I understand all of that. And I'm not even saying that the, the working it out is off job. The working it out is 24-7. Working it out is at your home. Working it out is on your job. Working it out is it being again in the 10 item lane with the person in front of you has got 11 items. Working it out is, is on the freeway. I'm closing. Grace is given to us, and it, re- and it requires our response, which means what? We got a lot of work to do. Much has been given, so it's only reasonable that much is required. Doesn't mean that we're just doing stuff. Doesn't mean that we're wallpapering over, you know, obvious flaws in, 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 in our lives and the lives of others. Um, we, and it doesn't mean, definitely doesn't mean laying our own foundation or doing our own thing. I had the good fortune uh, to uh, uh, watch an expose on In-N-Out Burger. Good burgers, good burgers, but, that, but I digress. No, it's not on my diet, no, but they are good burgers. Um, it's funny that the managers, the employees, not even the corporate leaders, are allowed to do their own thing. They, the, 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 the report showed that uh, the, the couple that started the, the, what became a franchise, not a franchise, but a series of uh, operations, um, they still have the, the little brown book. It's like the Bible to them. And it's, you don't deviate from that. It's the same, it's the same thing that worked in the 40s that they serve now in 2014. This is how you prepare a burger. This is how you greet a customer. This is what you, don't deviate from that. It's a funny thing, it's been really successful franchise. It works for them. It really works for them. How much more so with scripture, with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? Look, I've explained it to you. This is how life is to be lived. Not should be lived. This is how it is to be lived. You've been given grace. You haven't just been given, uh, uh, you didn't just earn stuff. You didn't just go to school on your own. You didn't just, none of this happened. You've been given grace and you now have the obligation and the responsibility to apply it in ways that we don't even know how it's going to be applied and used. But where the opportunity presents itself, that's just the door to step through. Okay, I don't know where this is leading, but I think this is where I need to step through. I don't, I, and, I, and I, I don't need, I don't want to uh, draw too much of a conclusion, but when we, for those of us that have been given uh, 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 bad health, instead of running from that, I'm not, I'm not even suggesting, oh, well, Lord, you know, give me bad health. I'm not for a minute suggesting that. But where grace to deal with the bad health has been given you, 
And then the opportunity comes along when others that experience equally bad health come. It's like, now I understand why I had to experience what I experienced. So now I can speak not in a, in a pet, pat you on the head, oh, God understands, be warm and fed. No, no, hey, look, you're dealing with that? I dealt with this. You got cancer? I had stage four. Really? Really. You lost your job? Yeah. You weren't out fishing through, you weren't dumpster diving? No. Why would I do that? I'm God's child. I just lost my job. I don't want to lose my job, but I just lost my, it's just a job. If he can speak stuff into existence and you believe that, don't you think he can, he can speak a job into your life? Seriously? Seriously? So you fill in the blank. I don't know. I got, I got so many blanks, it's, it's just ridiculous. I just like, God, I, you know, uh, I'm, here's the situation here. I trust you. And, 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 and the reasons for trust, at least for Mark David Meeks, it's so beyond my control to fix it. It's just like I got nothing else to do but trust. It's way, it's, it's way beyond my pay grade, my zip code. I, I can't fix this. It's beyond me. So what do you do? I don't know. I don't, God, I trust you. I, I, I trust you. I, I trust you. Do you worry? Yeah, I worry because that's a sin in me that, that the worry creeps up every now and then. But the trajectory over the long haul is like, I trust you. I so love the, and I'm done. I promise I'm done. I so love the, the men, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I keep calling them Hebrew boys. They weren't boys. They were men. Uh, but they didn't just say, just blindly do what they did. You read the scripture. They said, we recognize who you are. We recognize the authority and the ability you have. And <laughs> kind of implied but not said is, it doesn't look good for us right now. <laughs> It looks like we're going to be, we're going to be uh, roasted marshmallows in like about five seconds. We recognize, but God is able. But even if he doesn't deliver us from this situation, he's still God. And I'm not going to bow. So how do you like them apples? And you know the story. And we, 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 we applaud. We love it. We think, oh, boy, that was great. But, but read Hebrews and the list of nameless people where they're, they're just not named. They were torn asunder by beasts. They weren't rescued. They died for the faith. We all would like to think that's me. I would do that. And I can't trust them for itty bitty stuff, jobs. So when it comes to those big things, you know, if you, if you, can't, if you can't trot with the, the foot soldiers, you got no chance with the horsemen. With the little stuff, if we're having difficulty, the big stuff is going to just overwhelm us every time. But thankfully, there are those in the body of Christ that God has given a lot of grace to. Amen. 
a lot of grace. And I get to swim in their wake. It's like, boy, she's got a lot of grace. Let me stay close. You've got a lot of grace. Let me stay close. And maybe some of that grace will just wash off you and I, and I can scoop some up. <laughs> it's not the way it works. But you understand that we are all made better in this unity, that the individuality of the grace that's been given and the diversity of the gifts, it goes full circle and it creates and cements the unity that is the body of Christ. Let's pray.